Okay, everybody, let's talk Hangtown. <clears throat> now, I don't really have an, uh, have an a, all, um, a specific order or method to how I want to discuss Hangtown, but um, I figured I'd go over results, and we'll just go from there. Uh, first and foremost, if you didn't see the Moto Vlog, um, it's either... <laughs> It might be because it's not up on YouTube yet, but I was at the, I had practice, open practice at the Farm MX in Indianola, Iowa yesterday, and <clears throat> I did a little moto vlog type thing. It wasn't probably the greatest. I still have to actually put it together and edit it, but so if you haven't seen it, it's either A, because you haven't checked our YouTube channel, Moto Convo, or B, it's because it's just not up yet, and for some reason I uploaded this episode first. But, <clears throat> let's talk Hangtown. So, let's just go over results initially. So, Hangtown 2018, for 1, 2, and 3, it was Zach Osborne, Jeremy Martin, and Aaron Plessinger. Followed by, we'll just go through the top 10. Sure, why not? Then we get more people in than just the top 3. So, we got Osborne, Jeremy Martin, Plessinger, Alex Martin, uh, the brothers from Minnesota, Justin Cooper, Chase Sexton, Jordan Smith, Joey Savacci, RJ Hampshire, and Garrett Marchbanks. Hey, I've heard, I've seen YouTube videos, I'm pretty sure, of Garrett. Um, I didn't, it might, is it the same? It, I don't know, it might be the same guy. But, uh, first and foremost, Zach Osborne. I feel like um, he's probably the favorite to win the championship, and he's the favorite, in my opinion, to win the championship. <clears throat> um, I did watch uh, Glenn Helen, but that's for a sec another episode of the podcast to kind of break him up. My goal is to hang record Hangtown right now and then do uh, Glenn Helen, <coughs> hopefully right afterwards. So I personally like Zach Osborne. I think that he is the favorite to win the championship for sure. He went 1-1 at Hangtown. And uh, I'm also impressed... I like watching the Martin brothers and uh, Aaron Plessinger. I didn't, when I first heard of Plessinger, like, I didn't really know what I thought, to be honest. And then the more I watch him right, oh, my nose is driving me, my nose is driving me crazy. <clears throat> but the more I saw Plessinger ride, the more I was like, eh, um, I kind of like him. And I don't think there's anyone in the 250 class that I don't really like. Um, one guy that I thought I thought maybe there, maybe I expected to be better or to place better was Savachi. Um, I really started to like Savachi towards the end of the SX season. Um, not any particular reason why, but I just like watching him ride. I thought he seemed all right. Um, Forkner finished 12th, and I mentioned him because he's on the same team as Savachi, and I expected Forkner to be up there also. But, uh, <clears throat> He had a 439 finish, so I honestly can't remember what happened to Forkner, but obviously he must have had a DNF or uh, something big came up. But either way, overall thoughts on the 250 from Hangtown, uh, I thought it was pretty good. I've never... I don't follow the 250s as much, as closely as I used to, but with this podcast, I wanted to be more in tune with it. Plus, I was like... You know, 250s are the future of 450s, and typically, by the time guys get to the 450 class, I've heard of them because 
I mean, I like, uh, I like, well, I, I, wow, I just totally lost my train of thought, but I like, once I hear them, hear about them, they're coming to the 450 class, and by then I already know enough about them, and then it's kind of like, um, in my mind, like, I'm like, I really start paying attention to writers, um, the same thing happened with, uh, Dungey, really, like I said, uh, before in the episode two of the podcast, I didn't really watch him. Um, I knew about him and I watched him a little bit, but I didn't really follow him until, uh, he went to the four fifties and, uh, came, and he was on Suzuki. But, uh, overall I thought it was a pretty good race. Um, definitely some, um, good battles. Um, watching Osborne kind of come through and, um, kind of slice through people was, um, I mean, entertaining to say the least. I would say that my, like I said before, my favorite to win is Osborne, but probably my favorite rider as of now is probably Osborne. Um, but the top four, see, I, there's a lot of people I like in the 250s now that I'm looking at the list. Um, the top 12, um, the top 12 from Forkner up to Osborne. I mean, I like watching all those guys, right? So that's, I mean, just really good for me for the 250 season. The one face I really, really, really wish was on here was uh, Adam C. and Cirillo. I really thought that he could be the one that takes Osborne down. And I feel like um, Martin Brothers and Plessinger are definitely t contenders also to take down Osborne. But I feel like C. and Cirillo was really going to be um, really, really good for outdoors. Um, he did decent in... Supercross, obviously, <laughs> but uh, I really thought that for outdoors he would be pretty good. Um, but he is out for his ACL surgery. Uh, my camera is messed up. I need to fix that. Give me a second. All right, there we go. Um, I had to adjust the YouTube camera, but uh, it is completely tilted now not completely it's a little tilted so um i think i should do for about 250s a hangtown like i didn't really know what all i wanted to cover as far as uh these go but um going to the 450s <clears throat> uh no surprise for anyone who's probably watching this uh they know that oh my neck is sunburnt from riding yesterday um, oh man i am extremely sore like my lower back i had to do a lot of driving and sitting today and like uh, i had a meeting uh, for my videography company and I got home and I just I could like I could like barely get out of my car my back was so sore but uh the 450s this isn't a surprise to anyone uh Tomac went 1-1 I mean that sounds kind of negative it's not a surprise to me because Tomac is really good outdoors and I'm gonna start some more controversy here and uh say that I personally don't really care for Tomac um, I think he's an excellent rider and I loved watching him, especially Moto2 when he was on, I think third and he was, he was running a few laps or like four seconds faster than anyone else on the track. Even Muskan, who was leading at the time, I'm pretty sure. Um, like I really loved watching him. Um, so for that moment, I'm kind of like, ah, oh, man, I'd like, I kind of am a Tomac fan, but I just, I don't know. I seem like I really like Tomac in the lights and I was really rooting for him when he was on the Geico Honda. And it seemed like something changed when he went to Monster Energy. Um, and it, 
I don't know exactly what it is, but I can't, I don't like Tomac uh, nearly as much as I used to, but uh, I, we need, we need to go over the Moosecan Tomac situation. And I'll just touch on it brief real quick because I thought about making another episode about Supercross in general, just, you know, kind of reviewing. But when in 2017 in Vegas, when uh, Tomac took like three shots at Dungey, I mean, I was going for Dungey for that title. So I was already unhappy as a fan um, of racing. So I was kind of like, you know, you know, forget Tomac, just <clears throat> Dungey won and we'll go on from here. Uh so Dungey won the title and uh, retired. Fast forward a year, almost a year, and uh, that when Marvin went in on Tomac, two things. I think Tomac was going down further into the flat of the corner, um, but also I do also believe that Marvin ran in. Marvin ran in pretty hard, so. To say that that was a uh, clean move by any chance, I would not agree with. But at the same time, I think it was a part of lines coming together, but also Marvin definitely drove it in there. So I'm not um, saying that Marvin is without blame by any means. Um, my problem with Tomac came in when he was, I mean, completely pissed off and uh, railing on Marvin in the post, uh, post-race conference. The post-race press conference, I forgot the word press. I couldn't come up with it in my mind. I mean, he was just railing on Moosecan, and uh, Moosecan mentioned it, and that's the reason I actually went back and watched, like, again, 17 Vegas, was uh, I just thought Tomac kind of came off as a hypocrite for, uh, and he even took out Cooper, uh, Cooper Webb earlier in the year, and uh, he seemed to, he didn't really seem to care too much about uh, taking people out or running it in deep then and I mean Rubin's racing I understand that especially when you're at these guys level I mean um there's a lot of pressure on the line there's a lot of money and recognition and sponsors and your own reputation and it's I mean this is the top level this is top level motocross racing supercross racing so I mean I can only understand so much just as a fan and uh, viewer, I feel like Tomac was a little hypocritical, and it kind of rubbed me the wrong way, just because, um, especially looking back at Vegas 17, and with Cooper Webb, and he was shocked that someone came in hard on him, um, I just, I didn't personally agree with it, but, I mean, maybe we won't have to do an episode now, because that was pretty much most of my thoughts, um, but, Hangtown 450, the lineup went Tomac, Muskan, Barsha for the top three, and going down to the top 10, it went Tomac, Muskan, Barsha, Anderson, Blake Baggett, Weston Pike, Bloss, Craig Nicoletti, and Bradley Taft got 10th. Notable mention in 11th was Ken Roxon because uh, Kenny ran a 616 for his motos uh, finishes. And Roxon is who I'm, I mean, who I was going for um, this year for the title just because I like Kenny. Um, he's my favorite writer out there probably right now. And <clears throat> like in Hangtown, before the race, there was, uh, I think it was Transworld or Racer X or someone posted on YouTube a video with Kenny. Pretty sure it was Transworld. But uh, just talking about how he wasn't 
even really planning to go for the title. He, he wasn't trained up enough uh, because of his injury with his arm. <clears throat> but still, I was really hoping that Roxon would uh, take this title. But, I mean, reality is it is what it is. So, um, second line would probably be Muskan. Um, I was never a huge Muskan fan, but I, I do like him also. Um, and I've really, really grown as a Jason Anderson fan. Um, I didn't really like Anderson initially because his, his attitude kind of reminded me of Jason Lawrence, uh, uh, which is one of my least favorite motocross racers to ever exist. Um, just because, you know, some of the antics and the attitude I didn't really care for. But, I mean, that's that's him, so that's fine. Um, it's all This is all personal opinion as far as who is who I like and who I don't. But <clears throat> I was really, um, I'm hoping that Anderson can... Uh, really make a charge from uh, they just finished uh, Colorado so I'm hoping that he can really make a charge to uh, towards the title but I'm, I'm I mean I'm honestly going to think I honestly think that and everyone I've talked to believes that Tomac's going to win it <clears throat> um, maybe we'll be wrong um, you know God forbid he got hurt or something like that I'd never hope that on uh, Tomac even though I'm not his hugest fan I'm not saying anything like that just you know, it'd be awesome to see a good battle for the championship. Um, the 450 Moto 1 really had some good action, I thought. Especially um, <clears throat> just uh, having, I think it was Moto, I'm trying, I'm struggling to remember right now. But I know that um, there was definitely some good uh, battling in the 450s for Moto 1. And uh, Moto2, like I said, watching Tomac come up through was really impressive. I enjoyed watching that. There's no one I don't really like uh, for the 450s either. Um, Barsha, Baggett, Pike, I all like. Um, Benny, I haven't known a whole lot of. And Christian Craig, I've seen before. Um, and then Phil Nicoletti and Bradley Taft is somewhat new to my radar. Um, but that is simply because... Um, I haven't paid as much attention um, into racing, you know, past a certain number of people. But <clears throat> um, I think that it'll be a pretty good season. Um, I feel like I'm going to do an episode over um, individual tracks. Not necessarily individual tracks, but maybe like I did my favorite rider for episode two. Maybe I'll do like my favorite track, which they ironically don't go to anymore. But we'll... Uh, We'll narrow down a favorite for uh, this season. Um, I wanted to try and keep this short. We're going on 15 minutes, so I think we're going to cut it off there. But overall, Hangtown I thought was pretty good. Hangtown isn't one of my favorite tracks personally to watch. Um, I did like the new section they added with the uphill rollers whoop section. That was one of the coolest things I've seen in AMA motocross. I thought I've always been a big fan of whoops. Um, and I thought that it was really a good... It wasn't like a section that changed the race. Like, um, even if you blitzed up it or jumped up it, watching Tomac, for example, he jumped up it and he uh, would wheel tap a little bit here and there. But I didn't think it was a section that made or break, made or broke. Yeah, made or broke the race for you. But I thought it was just a really cool section as a fan. I wish um, it would have been cool to see like a parallel um, camera shot or perpendicular camera shot to them going up as opposed to just being at the base of the hill and watching them go up. I thought that was awesome. Um, but yeah, I thought overall Hangtown was a good race. 
definitely excited to see where it goes from here. I did watch um, Glen Helen, and I need to catch up on Thunder Valley. So going to record Glen Helen's podcast after this. Um, and that was definitely a good race. I'm not a huge. I've sounds like I'm really bagging on the sport, but I, I'm I haven't been a big fan of Glen Helen. I mean, I know it's a legendary track, and I've always liked watching it. But uh, this year, what that when they reworked it a little bit, I really liked what they did this year. Um, so I think that should do it for uh, episode three of the podcast, talking about Hangtown. Um, Congratulations to all the riders out there. They definitely, um, it was definitely a good coming out, um, good introduction for the season. And I'm hoping that uh, it can only go up from here, right? Um, well, I mean, theoretically, I'm hoping that's the that's the case. But um, the Moto Vlog should be going up. Actually, I might throw these up just because they're behind. Um, but watch for the Moto Vlog on YouTube at uh, Moto Convo, the channel on our channel, Moto Convo on YouTube. Wow. And then uh, got more episodes coming here, and I will talk to you guys later. Thanks for checking it out, and uh, favorite us on Anchor if you like uh, motocross, supercross, uh, motorcycle, dirt bike-related stuffs. Um, I think I should do it. So I will talk to you all later. Bye.